We come to this place for magic. We come to pop overview, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Well, that is the most sane clip I could find can, of Midsummer. Can you just keep going? Just keep that clip going? No. Sorry, that clip threw me off. I, I l- l- let's let's start right. Welcome to Pop Horror View Movie Podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. <laughs> okay, I actually was looking on YouTube, and like they don't well, they don't speak for the last twenty five minutes of the movie, really. So there's not a lot of dialogue, or it's just them screaming. I've noticed that. This is the most. That's the most well known scene. So there's really nothing else that you can uh, put out. And to that be too. It's like it was almost like having the slurping for Tampopo. I was like, it's a well. It's like a fun part to put in because it's like I think people. It's all memes about it, and there's not a lot of like dialogue that isn't like super like spaced out where i have to edit it all together mm-hmm. but we're talking about midsummer i didn't get there yet there's so much to talk about first first of all i hope you Is guys en- <laughs> well I, first of all i hope you all liked our new intro we said it in licorice pizza we were gonna do it and we did it I and did i love my, it my best i did my best nicole kidman voice you did you did well you did very well jimmy i enjoyed that if, so much if you hear it's my american voice with a hint of australian or some sort of oh, European. Yes, just a, just a hint. <laughs> just a touch? A just, whisper? Just a hint. A whisper a of Australian. But imagine someone's listening to our podcast because they just wanted to come listen to us. Thank you for that, by the way. And then we play that intro, or that clip, and they're like, no, sorry, I'm not I'm not listening to but this. But they know they're going into the Midsommar. That's true. Episode. It's on our it's on our no. title. So, yeah, we're talking about Midsommar 2019. Uh, Jimmy, would you like to grace us with a summary? Yeah, our theme. Oh my god, theme? it's we've we Matt. I'm so sorry. We haven't rec- we record everything at once, so we haven't recorded in a while. Our theme is good for her. It is a good for her month. Do you want to explain what good for her is, Jimmy? Can we Google it? No, yeah, Google it because I don't know the exact. Let's just say that we we decided Jimmy loves good for her movies. This is one of his favorite genres, and we decided to do this at for the month of February rather than force ourselves to sit through terrible rom coms. It also so, is great date movie movies what like who doesn't want to go see who doesn't want to go see gone girl jimmy's opinion (laughs) can you announce what the movies are by the way okay so our movie uh what's the order okay i'll just say it because okay i I don't know the order we were doing midsummer then we are doing jennifer's body then we're doing gone girl and then we are ending it off with heathers okay this is what google says it's an unofficial genre of i thought it became like official it's not it's an unofficial genre of film so good for her movie means um, a movie where the female character realizes their desire and then receives and then receives a fulfilling conclusion to their desires. So pretty much they get what they want. Good for her. As the what Jessica Walter says. Good for her. Literally refers to women characters doing super messed up things for vengeance and twisted and the twisted feeling of vindication you get from it as a viewer. See, but then but then you go on Letterbox and you type in good for her movies, and the movies that come up are Singing in the Rain, uh, Sound of Music. Uh, but then you have like Carrie, you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have Alien, you have... Any so it's horror like, film is a good for her film. But what about, is is technically like Sound of Music a good for her movie? 
Is Beetlejuice a good for her movie? I don't consider those good for her movies. So I, I have like a funny meme called the good for her cinematic universe. I think Jimmy might have actually sent it one time. They say Clueless is a good for her movie. Mean Girls, I can see more. They say Batman her. Returns is a good for her movie. Yeah, Batman Returns is a good for her they movie. They say Mulan is a good for her movie. I don't know why Mulan's a good for her they movie. They said Almost Famous. Legally Blonde, I can see. That's the only like horror movie where I'm like, I see it being a good for her. Because it's like, you literally said like, good for her. She said like, fuck you to the guy. Mm-hmm. But like Princess Diaries, they say. I, that's why I'm confused. I like there's so many different movies people group together. How is the Princess Diaries a good for her movie? I guess we're we're for us personally, good for her. The subgenre of good for her more or less has to do with a like a thriller horror type psychological thing. They say Finding Nemo is good for her. <laughs> how is how is Finding Nemo good for her movie? Okay, I don't know what you're no, looking at. But it's Letterbox. But, Okay, well, the meme that I have, which is the good for her cinematic universe, is The Witch with Anya Taylor-Joy, Midsommar, Us, The Invisible Woman, Knives Out, Gone Girl, Ready or Not, and I think this last one is Suspiria. I am sending it to you guys so you guys can see it and Matt can post it. So they're saying Holes is also good for her movie. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess so. Technically, I could see it because yeah, that's who's the, the character? I, something Kate or oh, the one from know, like the flashbacks. Get, I am Sigourney yeah, she Weaver. She gets her revenge. No, it's not Sigourney Weaver from the flashbacks. No, she's the cur- she's the she's like the one. Oh, 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 Patricia Arquette. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. They so, say Kill I Bill. Do. I get that. Yeah, Corpse Bride. I haven't seen that in a while, but I may get that. Sort of. Is Little Miss Sunshine? What I'm trying but, to. Think. That's no. more good for her in the fact that, like, good for her. She did what she wanted to do, and she... So Letterbox is truly just saying anything that makes you say good for her in the happy way or the, like, that was twisted, but good for her. I, yeah, I like it when... I think Letterbox is, is, like, just, like, making it just, like, too big of a genre from uh, what we're going for. My 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 good for her is I, I need some, like, crazy shit to go down, and then at the end go, good for her. To me, a good for her is, like, kind of like I said, like, it's... When you say good for her in more of a twisted way, but there's some movies in my mind that can sneak in like Legally Blonde where it's just like a good for her, but mostly it's more... No, no, not not, not a good... Not not good for her. No, not good for her. Like, you need that, like... You you did what you needed to do. See, like... Play, Le- play Jessica Walters? Good for her. I, think, I would think that with Legally Blonde. No. Legally Blonde is a good for her. I would say it is a good for her, but the good for her that we are looking for is, like, something that is just so more visceral in its holy shit yes good for her like legally bond is like like matt was saying good for her she did it but the ones that we're talking about is like good for her fuck you <laughs> like in the ep- okay so with the jessica walters good for her in that arrested development clip the newscaster is literally like the woman killed herself and her two kids by drowning a car in a lake and she just goes good for her because the kids are being annoying. Now, that's where that comes from, but she was also off her um, medication medication oh. for an episode okay. a little bit. And it's it's just, you need to understand it. That's where it comes from. There's the PG version, and there's more of the adult version. I think that was a horror. Like, I know that it comes from Jessica Walters, but that was just like a terrible explanation for why we're like, oh, yeah, we like good for her. <laughs> oh, that's not why. I, that, I thought you were just explaining why she's saying it like that. That's why I'm saying it. I think I know, but it's just like I don't feel that that's a representation she of what's was a good for her genre her. that we're going for. But no, pretty much what we're saying is there's a there's a broad 
vicinity of good for her movies, but with this month in particular, it's more like a fuck yeah, good for her. We don't have really the, we have a more adult version of good for her, I would say, right? That's a good explanation. Sure. Yeah, we're going for more of a fuck you, good for her, rather than a, well, that made me feel warm inside, good for her. Yeah, like, a, oh, yes, good for her. Or, or it's, yeah, literally what Kelly said, good for her, or fuck yes, good for her. We're going more down the promising young woman uh, route. Uh, listen yeah. to that episode that we did, because that is probably one of the closest good for her movies that we are like vibing towards right now. I think Gone Girl is probably the titular good for her out of the four that we are doing this this month. I, what do you guys think? I think it's Midsommar. I think it's Heather's. Whoa. We are all over the place. Because I, I have a reasoning why. Like, How about we give our explanations for each episode as to why we think this is the titular good for her movie. True. Okay. So we're going to move on. We're going to do a summary, but... I was going to give, I wanted to do a game before we had to go Zoom because it's snowing right now, so we're, we really can't travel. I've been watching a lot of rewatch podcasts, and like when they re, when they do the summary for the episode, they like do the literally the entire summary of the entire episode. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun to have Jimmy read the entire summary of a movie? I thought that. But then I was like, then I went to go look on IMDb. That summary would have taken quite a long time to... Uh, Get you to go you, through it. Well, let's let's be like clear. Legal fee, like legal terms. Legal speed. terms. What? Like on the radio what? and TV when they like do all the legalese and it's like so like it put me up to like three fast forward. So record you doing it and then speed you. Yeah, because I was gonna no. do if we were all together. I was gonna be like, okay, so Jimmy reads until he messes up, and then someone else reads, and whoever reads the longest wins the wins the thing. But then we weren't together, so it didn't. What work do we out. win? I, yeah, but you know what? Honestly, I think that game would be unfair because I'm pretty sure that you and Jimmy, because you guys can barely read right now, would not do well, and I probably would end up reading the entire thing myself. <laughs> hey, but I, I, I would get, I would get competitive. Okay, Jimmy, please read us. Please grace us with a summary for. Would you say this is one of your favorite movies of all time? This uh, can I tell you? It's been like ten minutes, and we still haven't got to the movie. But yes, continue. two of these movies are in my top four. Of all time. Of all time. Midsommar is really one of Jimmy's like favorite freaking movies. So we will let him have somewhat of a free reign over this. I have a lot of questions for you, so I hope you can answer them for me. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. <laughs> Once again, Jimmy, please grace us with a summary. Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, Christian invites a grieving Danny to join him and his friends on a trip to once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in the North European land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular insular villagers invite their guests to partake in festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. That got slower and slower. Why did you have you to got, put all of those like fancy words in there? I didn't look you at it. Got so much slower, and I was like, "What is going on? How long is this going to be?" I literally put. I took it from a summary from IMDb. That I didn't write this. Too many big words. So sorry about that, Jimmy. I know it was. It's a lot of words. Like, for I today. was like, "I'm good. I'm good." And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, there's like, uh, like, um." In- I have to say, visceral, insular. <laughs> go online the next time and like edit out the big words and put like go on like synonym.com and figure out what to put there. When I had these typed out, it was <laughs> like, just put like evil. No, but when I had these typed out, it was for the game, so like we would have like took turns then, but it, we ended up not doing it. So I'm sorry I put you on the spot for all that. Um, okay, the drink for February this month is called the sweet but sour. It is pink lemonade gin. 
spiked lemonade, raspberry lemonade, cotton candy vodka, and Sprite. Okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes for Midsommar, they actually have one for the directors in this, but this is in the regular one, but this is for the regular uh, version. There's no fucking way I'm watching the director's cut. I almost watched the director's cut, but then I was like, no, because Kelly didn't watch it and I didn't want to get confused. Well, that's the question. I think I actually know what the director's cut is because, sorry, sorry, Matt, sorry for interrupting. Did I read the screenplay before you saw the movie? Mm, Maybe. Okay, so when Midsommar was coming out... The screenplay that I read is not the full director's cut. But it's close. It's more than the theatrical cut. It has more to it, yeah. So before the movie had come out, so Midsommar was actually kind of like, okay, so I might be going to Shotgun Facts, not sure. It was like one of those Hollywood scripts that were being shopped around a lot. So the entire screenplay was actually online before the movie came out, like from years ago when... Ari Aster had, it's Ari Aster, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he had like written it. So Jimmy was super hyped up about it and I kind of was interested in it and I read the screenplay and then I realized I did not want to see any of this (laughs) because the screenplay is like more, way more than the theatrical version. Okay. Wait. So before we get into the movie again, let me just quickly say the, um, the Rotten Tomatoes score for the regular version. It is 83% critics, which I Think I actually thought that was going to be higher because I thought the critics loved this movie. And 63% audience, which makes sense because it's a really, like, the, you love it or hate it type movie. This is a really niche movie for a really narrowed audience. And I thought, and I actually thought Hereditary was more of a niche movie. And then, like, this, like, even, like, shrunk it more. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry. Before, let's, so, before we get into it, let me, let's finish our uh, our usual stuff. Jimmy, but what was you, the director's cuts? Oh, you want me to look for it? Yeah, okay. it was I want to see which one I was. I tech, I saw both of them in the theater. I like the director's cut better. I have questions of what is different in the director's cut. Well, there's certain scenes that are like you know in the trailer when she's um when she's outside and it's like it has a mushroom scenes, right? No, I know there's more darker scenes. There's there's scenes at night at nighttime. I mean, and I'll think one of them is in the fun facts, um, shotgun facts, the shotgun facts, and there's also <laughs> like line like. The, some some scenes like when he's talking to like the head woman of the, the community that's extended and then there's just like more gratuitous nudity and but does it stuff. make a more in, does it make yes. the movie better yes because you're saying it's a lot more graphic nudity but like no, okay, no, no, no. does that make it better but but i mean like it, to the fact where when he is done having the sex scene there's blood on his penis so why okay, so but we, why is why that do we need to know that She's a virgin. But she's like 15 years old. You already knew so. that. They but, just but, told you that she was able to have sex. That she's a no, but I, I told, but, but I was saying, but like there's the part where he goes, it's not in the movie. He's talking to the elder and he, like they're saying, he's, she's like, he's like, you, you got picked to, you know, mate with her. And he's like, he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it. And then eventually like the final scene, the final line in that was, if I don't participate, can I still watch? Like I won't be for like his, term paper or his thesis i mean we have i have very we have very different views on this movie but i don't feel that in that enhances the movie at all because that's not like it's not something shocking and it's like it doesn't add any more for me to his character or this overall story i thought it added to his character because you're like okay he's not just like a douche he is like thinking about doing it but he doesn't want to but if he will if for his thesis see to me though i I, when I rewatch, so I only seen it once in the theaters back in 2019. So rewatching it, I will say, 
I had a, I had more of an appreciation for it, but I still had still all the problems. Like I was appreciative of more of like view, like now knowing it really wasn't a horror movie and viewing it as like what because I read other things like oh it's a breakup movie okay let me go in that way it's just like a normal drama. It's better that way when you don't go in with a horror aspect and more of a drama with more unnerving elements. So that way I was like okay like I actually I understood a lot more what they were trying to do, but there's still I feel like could have been cut a lot of this stuff. I feel like adding stuff to me doesn't really make help it. I thought they still needed to cut stuff to make it better. So that's why I feel like I wouldn't like the director's cut. For director's cuts, I feel like it's really important for movies that if we're going to see a director's cut, biggest example is probably obviously Zack Snyder's, but I will do a different movie uh, Escape Room 2. Yes. Escape Room 2, the director's cut is a completely different movie compared to theatrical cut. There's nothing remotely alike. Like it's comp- like there's an entire storyline, three characters completely missing and they're integral in the director's cut. So when I see a director's cut, I'm expecting the story to either be elevated and the like I'm expecting more. Like, okay, now all these missing pieces. Zack Snyder is actually probably the biggest one. And that's not just talking about Justice League. I'm talking about, like, Batman versus Superman. Like, in the director's cut, yes, Batman Superman is still not great. But the director's cut is much better because we're actually all the gaps that were missing were filled in. So it's like, that's what I expect for a director's cut. I'm not expecting, like, little things like what you just told me about Christian. That's like, I don't think that really helps his character at all because his character is still a dick. Escape Room 2, didn't that just come out? There already has the director's cut came out already? Yeah, it came out over the summer and then it came out. Oh, really? I didn't even know the director's cut came out of that. Um, but let me finish with this. The Rotten Tomatoes really quick. Uh, the Midsummer director's cut, with only five reviews from critics, it had 100%. Um, that's not right. I don't feel like that's reflective. And then with only 100 plus reviews for the audience, it has 74 so the audience went higher. Well, I can tell you right now, the people who loved Midsummer went back to see the director's cut. And loved it more, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but not loved it to the point where that went up to the 80s. That was at 60s. It went from 60s to 70s. So it improved it, but not still wasn't like, it's still very niche, I guess. We've been talking for so long, we got to still do some shotgun facts. So most of the Swedish dialogue spoken by the Harga natives is deliberately not subtitled in order to create the sense of isolation for the audience and especially for the foreign visitors. Fun fact. Is that how you're going to end every fun fact? (laughs) Shotgun fact. Ariana Grande is a a fan of this film, calling it one of her favorite films of 2019. She tried and failed to buy the May Queen gown used in the film at an auction, which eventually went to the Oscar Academy Award Museum, which is a goal of mine to see because I have seen it like on display. And I'm like, oh. where have you seen it on display? Oh, you like meant in like pictures. In pictures. I was like, yeah. where else have you seen it on display? <laughs> he just randomly went to California <laughs> without, without anyone knowing. He's like, oh, it was at the movie theater, you know, in Long Island. We saw it. Uh, she also threw a Midsummer-themed birthday party for herself on her 27th birthday. And, I mean, going with themed, uh, Florence Pugh went as her character, Danny. Was she invited to the party? No, no, she for Halloween. Oh, oh, She okay. was Danny that year. I uh, thought she invited her to her birthday. 
Okay. Uh, yes. This is more of the. Direct. Is this another one? This is yeah. This Wait, is... but you didn't finish. I mem- I read that fact. You didn't finish what the other one did. How much they actually raised for like the FDNY? I didn't. It didn't say that on there. It, it was it, a lot. It, um, I think they all sold other stuff too. Well, a twenty four did a whole big auction. No, no, I'm saying, but I think they. I forgot what else they said they sold, but they said it raised ten thousand dollars. I think for the FDNY, the the New York Fire Department. Yeah, but I I think the I okay I I think the, the May Queen flower dress went for either sixty something thousand or like six hundred something. They were two separate things. Like they yes. had like the flower dress, and then they had like a bunch of stuff from the movie. Yeah, and a bunch of stuff from the movie. I guess I don't know who was doing it to raise money for the FDNY. A twenty four. I guess they're yeah they're New York and California. Um, but they raised like ten thousand dollars, which I was so obvious. This movie has some some diehard fans. Continue. Okay. Connie's corpse being wheeled in a barrow into the shrine with all the others appears to be wet and bloated. This insinuates that villagers drowned her body in a nearby lake after they had supposedly brought Simon back to the station but killed him in reality. Just as Danny is taking the meat tarts out of the oven, both she and Mark hear faint screams implying that the villagers grab her at that point to drown her. This is further confirmed in the director's cut where a boy is almost sacrificed by drowning him in a lake by the villagers while wearing a sacrificial robe, the same robe that Connie's corpse is wearing. Now, this was a director's cut that trivia, which Florence Pugh actually stopped them from drowning him. Drowning the little boy? Yes. Because she was like, you can't do this. Like, this is the nighttime scene. So then she knew what they were doing then. At, at that point. Like, where does that fall in the movie? Is she still like... It's after the part where the two people people? jump, but before the May Queen dance, I think. See, that would have been more confusing. I understand why they, I mean, I understand why they would have it, but I'm, I'm glad they left it out because I feel like if I would have kept, she doesn't like like, like, jump in front of them, but she's like, this is not right. You can't do that. Like the fact that she knows that they're trying to drown a child. It's like, why are you fucking staying there? Yeah. Well, where else is she supposed to go? Leave. Like the older people, like the older people, like that was fucked up on a lot of levels, but it's like the way they explained it. It's kind of like, okay, I guess I understand on a level why you would stay. But if you saw a little them trying to drown a child, then I, you know, I would be like, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here in like less than five minutes right now. See that that's the thing it, to me. It would have been like, okay, like why? Like I, that made sense with the old people. And they're like, it's like a, it's, it's our culture. And they're like, okay, like, it's not right. And then the other guy helps her stay, too, saying, like, you know, it's a family. But I feel like once you see a little kid almost drown, to me, there I feel was, like that would have snapped her out There was a it. reason. I don't, because I haven't seen the director there's not in a, a while. There's not, a, there's not a good enough reason to explain drowning a child no, purposely. No, no. no, it was, like, I, I vaguely remember the children being like, no, pick me, pick me. Because, like, if you when you watch the movie, the two people at the end who go into the flaming hut... They're like, oh, this is great. We were picked. We're going to heaven, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, no, fuck. This is not good. That was the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But Jimmy, like, even you saying that does not make it any better. That makes it even worse. And I would run very far away and wonder why these people are still staying there. I actually like the way they did the girl from London. I think she was British, right? Yeah. I like that because you know that they're killing them. But, like, you never. I like the, like, it built the mystery, which is why I liked the movie at first. And then towards the end. Um, that's when I was like, okay, you have all this buildup and then like you have something like explaining why, but there's all this craziness going around that like you don't necessarily need that makes you kind of like laugh a little bit and saying this is just like over the top that takes away that buildup. But sorry, continue. Okay. 
According to Ari Aster, Pele was the villager who bludgeoned Josh to death with the hammer after he was caught taking pictures of the book. In fact, right as the camera does a quick pan from the image of Josh in the mirror to Mark, you can actually spot him hiding in Josh's view. Uh, number five, after the... How many do you have? Sorry, I'm six. curious. Okay. After the sex scene, Christian was supposed to run away in the robe that he had entered in, but Jack Rayner himself suggested that Christian run out of completely nude to appear more vulnerable... Thus, he appears completely nude when trying to escape. He was inspired by having recently watched Last House on the Left, the 1972 version. Like many, many films in the horror genre, female characters are disrobed, humiliated, and or assaulted before their demise. He felt that it was due time that male characters be made to suffer in the similar way. That didn't bother me. That made sense because I read that too. And I was like, oh, like that made sense that because it would look weird. That would be like weird. Like, oh, he grabbed his robe in the middle of like being on a trip. And, like, running out of this room? Like, that would have made no sense. And then, uh, like Kelly said before, despite the main characters and with the exception of some cries and screams, neither Danny nor Christian speak for the last 25 minutes of the film. I said that, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't say that. I thought it was Kelly. Don't blame Kelly, it was me. (laughs) No, I did. I realized that, yeah. And also, like, there's a lot of, like, if you look during the trips, like, Stuff is moving in the oh, background. The flowers. Are, her sister beca- like is in the trees a lot of times. Fl- the flowers on her uh, crown are op- opening and closing. The more she trips, I think each trip that she takes, like it gets worse. Like because first, just like little things on her hand. Then you see like everything around her starting to like move. Which I I do like. There is good. There is like things to appreciate in this movie. I just I don't know. It's like a I like it, but I don't like a movie. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. You finished your shotgun facts. That was it. Do we want to take a break before we uh? Continue talking about it? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, dog biters. Mike here, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast. I came here today to give a little promo for our show, but I made the mistake of telling my co-hosts it might be funny if they came in and were mean to me. Uh, Well, here's how that went. Hi, I'm Mike Hill, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast, a game show where I ask you... you, Mike. Okay. All right, well, that's unnecessary. Oh, you're unnecessary. Okay. It. I'll do the thing later. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I was being mean, you All right. That is yeah, true. Right. He was doing what you asked. Okay. Thank you, It's not my problem. If you have a problem with me fucking talking to when you say talk to me, say something mean. I said something mean. And you're going to be like, oh, don't, don't just do it by myself later. I already deleted everything I wrote. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Man bites dog. It's a lot like that. Except there's less bleeping. And there's a news quiz. Oh, God. Do people just sleep here? Yeah, all the younger ones, until we turn 36, and then we move to the laborer's house. Why 36? Well, we think of life like the seasons. So you're a child until you're 18, and that's spring. And then at some point, we all do our pilgrimage, which is between 18 and 36, and that's summer. And then from uh, 36 to 54, we're a working age, which is fall. And then finally, from 54 to 72, you become a mentor. What happens at 72? And we're back with Midsummer in our good, f- in our good for her month. Sorry for the drumming. That's part of the scene in the rest of development. Yeah, Buster's but, playing a drum. Yeah, um, I like was like, that's so loud in there. <laughs> and no one understands why it's <laughs> random drumming. Um, so yeah, we're talking about Midsummer. Um, Jimmy, I'm assuming, oh, we already talked about this, but you love it, right? I do. Kelly, you now would you say you just don't, you dislike it or you hate it? I dislike it. Like, I like a lot of parts of it. I just do not care for the story. I'm like, I like, yeah, I like things about it, but then there's certain things where I'm like, it takes away from the movie. 
I like it from a technical point of view. I don't like it from a storytelling point of view. I like the way it's filmed. I like the acting. I just do not care for the story at all. And I was the same way when I saw it the first time. I was like, I, and then watching it back again, I picked up more of the story they were trying to go for because I realized it wasn't a horror movie. Because they say it's like a folk horror movie. But like when you read the description for folk horror, they're still saying like you're feared in some, like you're feeling fearing in some way. I never felt like I was in fear. Like I never felt like a normal, I guess this is like more sophisticated. What do you, what do you mean? They consider this a folk horror movie. Yes, but what is the definition? I don't understand what you're the saying. The definition, it's just like folk tales, but you're, it's a folk tale that you like have a sense of fear. Like you're supposed to feel like fear this story. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't like. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree that a horror movie needs to be fear-inducing. I think anything that in, invokes any type of negative anxiety, panic feelings, could go into like the genre of a psychological type of horror movie. No, yeah, it's it's it. I don't consider. I, I feel like the problem was when I first saw it, people were saying it was like a straight out horror movie like hereditary or at least they were trying to promote it that way and that's why going in it's more of a like what you said like more like unnerving and i can say i felt un, like uncomfortable during the movie but i never felt like a normal like what a normal horror movie feels like you feel like like scared or nervous but this is more of a complex horror well, movie the opening scene you're supposed to feel that like great like that wave of anxiety and being like oh my god what are we in for like the next existential two hours. dread <laughs> i guess it's more of a complex which it's like i just and i see it i see things more now the second time but it's just like maybe because it was so in my head like the way they were promo- promoting the movie and the trailer doesn't also does it too it makes it seem more like a hereditary movie which i really like this one is more of a if i just would have known that maybe i would have enjoyed it more because this the second time i did enjoy it more i will say that i still don't love it but I will. I enjoyed it more because I real. I really picked up more, more of the filming of it. I picked up on more of the story they were trying to get. It's just all that was kind of washed out by some of the things they chose to do. I think. I mean, I think it also you felt that way a lot because Hereditary had only had come out what a year before. Yeah. So it was still very fresh because Hereditary was such a big deal. Um, like for me, I just still don't care for the story, and like I read the screenplay, so I when like if you've never read a screenplay before a screenplay basically gives you every detail of every character's movements so like if a character is looking at someone it's explaining what the, they're supposed to be feeling so like i kind of like i knew the inner thoughts so like i reading the screenplay gave me an in-depth view of the story which again i just personally did not care for at all i don't care for like really folktale type movies like this that I find them just to be overly gratuitous in terms of like doing like nude scenes or exploiting like sexual things. Um, so I didn't care for it. I mean, I get the good for her part, but in reality, I just, I just like, for me, I'm just like, I don't understand these characters. Like, why didn't you just fucking leave? Like, I, I don't know. Did you like Hereditary, Kelly? I'm never fucking watching that movie. Everyone uh, told me they cried while watching it. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. It's, it's actually very scary. It gave me, I almost like had to leave for like anxiety reasons. Everyone told me that they were terrified for a very long time. So no, I'm not, I'm never going to watch that. That's true. It is, it is very, that maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're right. Kelly. Maybe because hereditary came out literally a year before and they were trying to promote Midsummer to be like the same type of movie. So I'm going yeah, in that way. 
Hereditary was such a big, like, honestly, that was probably one of the biggest horror movies to come back, to come out in like a while that made such an impact. Like everyone was talking about Hereditary. And that's why I also didn't watch it because everyone said they were scared. I don't think I met one person who was like, it's not scary. Oh, it's, it's and, and scary. The sad, the sad part was that Ari Aster was like, I didn't write that to be a horror film. That was just a family drama. Well, this to him is a breakup drama. Yeah, so he just makes movies and he's just like, it's just a drama. And his next one's a four-hour comedy horror movie. So let's see about that. Four hours? That's how long... Um, He I said he wants, to make a, he wants to make a four-hour comedy horror movie. I mean, I'm fine with it. He can make whatever he wants. You don't remember that? Season. You were so excited about that. I think I did. I do. I, but now when I'm talking about it, I'm like, I think I do. I know Kelly will not be tuning in. But after Midsommar, going forward with Ari Aster's movies, I'm just going to assume that his movies are more dramas with elements of horror than straight up horror because I don't think I'm going to be thrown off as much when I watch the movie. I do like him as a director. I think he's an interesting director. He takes it in a different way. But I think with Midsommar, because like I said, the second time watching, I picked up more of the horror elements they were trying to do with the drama. I think it mixed better for me. Like it was better because I knew what to go in. I knew what I was going into going in. But I think if they would have, there was a lot of extra like fluff about like what they're doing at Midsommar. And I feel like if they could have cut that short and just had some things where you get the gist of it, I don't need to see like a whole, not the dance scene where like the May Queen dance scene, but like just random, like them running around holding hands and stuff that went on for like minutes. I don't think I was I about need- to say, I don't need five minutes of watching people work in the field. Exactly. Like- I think if it was two hours, I might've actually said like, I really liked it. That's why I can't say like, it's a, it's a, like a, I, I like it, but there's a lot of things wrong with it. I don't remember there being like five minute scenes of them just like doing yard work. There was so much expose scenes. There was so Exposition. much. Exposition. That expose. Yes. Like, like, okay, I mean, granted, I probably am, like, not in the best position because I was sick while I was watching it, and I was, like, drifting in and out of consciousness at certain times, but that's also because it was so fucking boring at some points. Like, but also, Jimmy's very biased, so that might be why. But Jimmy's I, also, like, legit don't remember. But Jimmy whatever. loves shit like that. Jimmy, it was so long. Like, literally, I was sitting with uh, my roommate Angie and Jimmy's girlfriend, and we were just sitting there watching... Um, a scene and I was like what I went to the bathroom or something or I fell asleep for a little bit and I woke up and I'm like what happened and she's just like absolutely fucking nothing we're just watching them cook and do do field stuff when they first get there before the like the big like uh cliff scene mm-hmm. there's a lot of like just watching them dance around holding hands and a lot of them like working the fields and a lot of them just like in the kitchen and stuff like that or just like, wa- like- scenery just scenery yeah, scenery, scenery, of, yeah. scenery 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 and I think if they would have cut that and cut some of the crazy stuff, like I get why you, I get to show that this is part of their culture, like the whole sex, that whole sex thing with all the women and him. But like, can't you, couldn't you just show it him walking into that? And then the next thing you see is like her hearing it and you never really see it. Would it make a difference if you see it or not? Because you could have, or, or just cut it. You don't need to have then the part where the other woman comes and starts pushing him. I don't know. I feel like that like last 20 minutes of that movie are like that's what people remember about it but that's where yeah. it, that but because it takes away from the movie i feel like it's just so crazy are they talking about the I, movie or just the craziness of it i don't know exactly i i agree with both of you so like that's the part that everyone remembers like honestly i don't get i don't think anyone gives up a, a shit about the first 2 hours of movie cuz like nothing really happens or like you know stuff is happening but it's taking so long for us to get to it that it's just like I am losing interest. I almost don't really care what happens to these characters anymore. Also because I didn't, you don't develop any type of connection to any of the characters except Danny because every other character is just so blah and just like 
not really that interesting. But yeah, like I agree with Matt though about like the sex scene at the end. I was just like, okay, like I could have seen it, but it was not necessary for me to watch all of these women go up <laughs> and then like for like for like five minutes and then start like pushing on his butt to keep going. I'm like, what is this accomplishing? I'm like, first of all, I'm not un- I'm not unnerved. I'm not uncomfortable. I just want it to be over because it's just been so long. And then <laughs> at there's that the, point. And then I mean, like also like you can have it, and I understand you want to talk about because I weirdly once again like I don't like slow movies like you guys know, but I like the first two hours because I thought it's building to something. I I can't wait to see like what this is building because you hear you know they're killing them all and like that's why i'm glad they didn't show any of them because it's just very like you know what's happening but you don't know what's happening and then like once you find out it's like like all this is like a mayfly like a, like a thing every 90 years they're sacrificing you have to sacrifice nine people nine people i understood all that which i got more this time than i did the first time but like i feel like the sex scene and the scene where like she's crying with all the other women uh that like the opening clip scene we had it's just like does it add more to the what's happening or does it make you more look at your watch saying how much longer? Like, is it helpful or hurtful? I think I think it depends on the person. But for me, that was hurtful to go so long with these scenes. And also, like, were they empathizing with them? Did they all like have the same mind? Post okay, so that scene where she's crying, the other women are supposed to be supporting her and trying to take some of the pain away by doing that. That's what they said that 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 means. So at the end, where they're all they all go crazy. Because they're ever the fire is burning. Is that because they're trying to take the pain away for the people in there? I think so. Or they're trying to like empathize, like like or like. And when the guy jumped off and broke his leg, they were trying to take a, some of that pain away. Yeah, yeah. See that? See those are the things they're they don't trying. Really they're trying to, but I think they're not supposed to explain because you're supposed to be a foreigner watching this as well. But then why ha- that those scenes went on for so long? Why have it for so long then? Because that's just Ari Aster. That's just the way he wanted to do it. That's just a just directorial a- choice. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it was unnecessary. Honestly, like I have no problems with the ending crying part with Danny. I have no issues with that. I think that's beautiful. I do like that. But I also was like, how many times am I going to watch someone fucking sing for two minutes? Like, why do I have to watch them sing for so long? Like, let's get it going. Come on. Like, Honestly, I was getting irritated at that point because I was just like, oh, my God, it's been five minutes since we last sung. And now we are singing again for the next three minutes. And then we're going to have a little bit of dialogue and then we're going to have more singing again. And I was like, I need the singing to stop now because it's like grating on me. Like, I like the ending. I think that's a really good ending to like kind of because you kind of I didn't pick up the whole sense of her wanting family, really. For some reason, I was too focused with like the craziness of the movie. So watching the second time, I was like, oh, like she's like she's happy. She's gotten rid of him. She's happy to have like some like to be a part of this. But I feel like before that, when they're all screaming for five minutes, I start to laugh and get taken out of the movie. Do you know what I mean, though? I get it. But you're. I know you didn't do that, but that's what I'm saying. You're supposed to. I mean, it's it all. It's it's what Ari Aster, I guess, felt how he wanted to. He wanted to show it being. He wanted the viewer to be an outsider as to what was going on. So at this point, like you're like, what the hell is happening? Why are they doing this? But he did a great job with that with shooting it. I think because it's so. There a lot of these scenes are so far away, and a lot of because I watched my I was watching it at work before because I I held off watching this movie because uh, I knew it was so long. And, like, on my phone, it's, like, you actually can't, like, on your phone, you even feel more distant because, like, it's so far away. Are you did, upset that I watched on my did, phone? Did you just say you watched Midsommar on your phone? Well, I had to watch before recording, so I was at work, and I was trying to watch while I was doing work. Oh, man. I don't think 
takes away. I mean, honestly, like I said, I'm fine with that scene, but it's just like all the other scenes, he just took a really long time. I'm like, I totally get it. I feel like a foreigner, but I, I'm tired of this. Like, let's move it along. No, yeah. Like, yeah it, it just like, for me, I was just like, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing fucking people sing right now. Like, I have no problem with the five minute screaming scene. I love that scene. I really do. I actually have no issues with it. It's just the rest of the movie where it's like, and I'm like, Oh my god, it's happening again! Like ugh, every five seconds, like please, let's keep going. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I mean, I don't think these people are real. <laughs> I have no idea, but I was just like, this is like really long, and I don't need this for more context that they're a fucked up cult. Yeah, like I'm, I'm happy they let him like make his movie, and like I think you should do that, and like that's your choice, and like you, you're taking a risk for doing. Oh, like you want to have this, and you risk people kind of laughing at a certain point. And I'm all for that, like, have the creative freedom. But he also took that risk. And I feel like sometimes there was that fine line where it was like, this is where it should have cut. And then you start getting taken out of the movie and it takes you a second to get back in, which then, like, lowers it a little bit. I agree with that because it's like, I got the gist. And it's like, at the beginning, it's like, okay, I love it. I, I understand. I like the visuals. I like the I like the way that they're going with it. But then it was like, okay, now it's going on too long. I'm getting taken out because I want this to be over because I want to go to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So I think that hurt it for me because I was like, I don't like slow burn movies either. I'm like Matt, but sometimes I do like them when it's, you know, they're done the right way. For me personally, Midsommar just dragged on a little too much in certain scenes and it took me so much out of the movie that I was like, I really don't want to watch anymore because I just want to break from from what I'm looking at right now. They're also like the cliff, the cliff scenes. I think the cliff scenes were so long. I was like, bitch, I already know you're going to fucking jump. Just jump. I'm like, jump, jump please just jump. And like, I understand that they're going for the trepidation where it's like, I know I agreed to this and my life is over and I'm ready to go to heaven. But like, you know, it's still scary. And I'm like, that's fine. But I was like, it's been like 10 minutes, like jump. Okay. Oh, that scene, that scene didn't bother me. Also the way they jumped, I was just like, you're not, I was like, why'd you jump like that? Like you're trying to die. Like she was smart. Jump like that. She, she was, was smart. smart. Yeah. The you old jumped- guy, I was like, Legs first. first, feet first. And I was like, why are you jumping feet first? Like, what? what is wrong with you? Swan dive off that shit. And I yeah. was like, of course that happened to you. Like, what? who jumps feet first? Now, I have another question, Jimmy. Yes. Did they explain, like, why, like, certain people brought people back? Or is like that was, like, their job? Well, I think that was their job. They okay. were on, like... Because those um, two brothers are the only ones that brought it back. They were on, uh, like... Pilgrimage, quote-unquote. Pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. So I think that they... You're supposed to bring people back. I mean, I was just thinking, going back to the the crying scene, if you look when she's crying in the opening scene of the film with uh, Christian, it's just her crying, and he's, like, not really, like, doing anything to, like, soothe her. But you felt like she was more soothed at the end when they were all with her crying and soothing her. I, I get it. I just No, I get the family. I get, well, that, I didn't pick the whole family aspect up as much until I watched it the second time. I was like, oh, I'm picking up a lot more this time, um, which I guess is a good movie if you pick it up, if you can actually pick it up at a certain point watching it. But um, what was I going to say? She's a great crier. She almost, when when Florence Pugh cries. The guttural noises she makes in that opening scene. It, I thought she was going to throw, every time she cries, I'm like, it sounds like she's about to vomit too. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm getting chills from this. I was like, goodness, like it's too much. <laughs> She also has like really bad asthma, so that could probably play into it. In real life? <laughs> Have you ever heard her laugh? No. 
Okay, so like it's a whole big thing, and she knows, and she knows it too. Like on her Instagram handle, she has like a con- I'm someone with a confusing laugh. Like when she laughs, it sounds like someone like it sounds like she's like gasping like for absolute like utter breath because she has really bad asthma. Oh, that's what it sounds like when she was. Cr- it sounded like that kind of like Ugh, like when like, you're sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's how it sounds when she laughs normally. And like I, the first time I ever heard it, I was like, what? the fuck was that i think that helped with the with the little crying i can see her from her cry i can see her laugh being like when she's laughing very like intensely like (gasps) that was very loud sorry jimmy would you like to say anything i feel like you're quiet on midsummer i was kind of surprised i'm i'm just listening and talking when i need to i know about what what, like i'm trying to think like give me something from the movie like that we would just give me something that we appreciate like is there something that you know of deep a deeper meaning to it's supposed to be a sun-drenched horror film where there's never really a dark scene. Nothing ever creeping in the shadows. It's, you're supposed to be able to see everything. Except that one see, scene. And just see the horror. But, like, when you say horror, like, do you mean, like, the like just the, the like, scariness? Or do you mean, like, just, like, the, the craziness going on? The crazy that's going on. Okay. Because I was going to say, there's not really, like, a... Which I guess is, like, a pretty cool thing. It's, like, more of a complex... They didn't mention it in Scream 5. They mentioned Hereditary, not Midsommar, though. Midsommar would not fit well in Scream 5 in terms of what they're trying to talk about. Because it hasn't... It, it's not, like, a typical horror film. Well, no, that's the whole thing. She When Jenny Ortega was like, it's more... I like more complex horror. I feel like that... She could have mentioned Midsommar, too. I don't think it's, like, the... Like, when, like you said, people don't... I don't think people think of Midsommar as a horror anymore. So, it's, like, if she said Midsommar, it's kind of, like... It's not really a horror, in like my opinion. No, yeah, I mean, because also I think because she also mentioned the Bab- the Babadook, and I feel like that falls into Midsummer too, where I'm like, I don't really find, I don't like the, Bob- the Babadook. I think I'm like few people that don't. Do you like it, Jimmy? Yeah, I did like that film. You don't like uh, the gay icon, the Babadook? No, I, I watched it once, and I was, I like, I if I finished it, I didn't really care for it. But I only laugh because of Katie Dippled every time that fucking picture. She's like, went to a Halloween party, thought I was supposed to dress up, dressed up as the Papa Duke. No one dressed up. Wait, is there a picture of that? Yes. Can you can you look it up? Really yeah. quick? Wait, hold on. Are you are you serious? You, you've it was seen like a this. huge thing. It's you, so you've she's like sitting this. at a fucking di- at a football game. I don't. I I probably have seen it, but I can't remember it. It's so funny because she's just like told us a Halloween party, only one dressed up, and she's in this elaborate Baba Duke oh. costume. <laughs> Jimmy's showing me the photo. <laughs> That's actually. <laughs> she thought that it was a Halloween party. And no one else dressed up? <laughs> no. So she's imagine just like sitting there, like in the back behind the couch, everyone watching like something, and you're just dressed up like that. <laughs> I would have left the party. I'd be like. So I have to go home. I'm too embarrassed. Oh, that's funny, actually. I'll have to post that in our uh, stories on Instagram, the the photo, because it's it. you have to look at it. It's it's quite funny. <laughs> so that's why it's like I've never seen the Babadook because I'm, I'm too scared to. <laughs> like, now I find it as a joke because that's all I fucking think of. <laughs> oh, something else. Tell me. You know the tapestry in the beginning of the film? It's the whole movie. It's the whole movie. Her face is in the sun. Yeah, Matt, you know what? Why it's do like, I even talk at this it's point? It's just like less, it's honestly just like less like, um, what do you call it? Like less shocking more? anymore because oh. like, you know, Squid Game did it too. If they just pulled the beds back, all the Squid oh, Games are on there. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Okay, it's all right. I, it doesn't seem like a, is that a spoiler? No. Okay. I actually wanted to go back and look at the first photo because I, 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 after the fact I watched it, I, I read that the whole thing is there. And her face, like, the smile, like, at the very end is in the sun, right? The smile is the same smile as the sun. Yeah. No, I, I think that crazed look, 
That was a good. That was she's a good actress. She's an amazing actress. She should have gotten the nomination that year for that instead of Little Women. I think she was very good in Little Women. Oh no, I really loved her in Little Women. She was really. I thought I love Little Women. Also, Greta Gerwig directed that, so I'm I'm a I'm a fan of hers too. But as a director, yeah. Oh yes, I have to. There's certain people that I love. Their <laughs> wait, who else just made a movie that Are I was like? Wild? <laughs> I'm Lin Miranda. That's who it was. I'm like I. We were talking. I think after Tick Tick Boom, Jimmy's like. So pretty much, if he's not on screen, it's great. I'm like I'm. I think that might be the case actually. Because I love, I know you didn't like Tick Tick Boom Kelly, but or didn't care for it. But I, lo- I was like shocked how much I loved that movie. Yeah, I fortunately didn't love it. I just thought it was okay. More actors should consider that. Maybe you should direct and not be on camera anymore. <laughs> the actors that we find annoying: Lin Manuel Miranda, Greta Gerwig. I want to say Olivia Wilde, but like I think it's just because she just doesn't make any really like like her acting wise. There's no movies that she stands out. in. No, I th- yeah, I think that's the. I think she like could have been a good actress, but I think the role she was getting is like very like romantic comedies type stuff. Like so. Girl Next Door, like nothing really like. But her, yeah, her. Di- I mean, so so far her directing skills with her one movie. I mean, but you got Florence Pugh and Don't Worry, Darling. So and Olivia Wilde and Olivia Wilde's directing and, and Harry Styles. And Harry Styles and um, he was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf's character, right? Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Yes. Um, who else is? Oh, um, um, Jason, uh, Nick Kroll's in that movie too. Yeah, everyone's in it, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be. Is could it be the next good for her movie? I don't know. We'll see. September twenty third, twenty twenty two. I was just gonna say it's this year, but I didn't know when. Gemma Chan's also in it. Oh, really? I like her. And uh, Chris Pine. It's in. It's like a. It's a period piece, right? A nineteen fifties housewife living with her husband in 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 an utopian experimental community. Begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. When they say experimental, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a village vibe. Like it's really not 1950s? Yes. That'd I'm be- very excited because I love 1950s movies. Like that period, like I love shit from there. And Florence Pugh. I figured since we're talking about other movies now, that's usually the time we should wrap it up. Uh, is there anything? I'm going to go with you, Jimmy. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Before we move on? No, because whatever I mention, you just go, yeah, I know. Well, anything then- else? Let's see. Let's no. test it out. No. No. Why are you getting so angry? No, because I have my I'm ready for my trivia. Okay, so Jimmy, let's move on to our trivia. Win, lose. <laughs> you ready? The scream once again. Shut up. Then you have the answer, and I must read all the answers. It's multiple choice. Okay. Okay. Why are you looking at me like I'm? You're the one that does this. Yeah, Jimmy, you're the one that always breaks it. I'm the one that reads the questions. You ready? Okay. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jimmy's curating this whole month, so he has all the fa- uh, shotgun fact and the trivia games yeah. uh, this month. Okay, sorry. At what age does your life cycle end in the community? 63, 72, or 81? Shut up! Shut up! Matt? 72. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two. Why was Christians drink red while everyone else was yellow? There was menstrual blood in it. Jimmy. It was a different kind of juice, or it had ground-up flour for medicinal purposes. Shut up! Shut up! Kelly started saying it first. Yeah. Menstrual period. Yes. Did you say, wait, what was the, wait, what, what were the answers you made up for what was in the cup? It was a different kind of juice and it had ground up flour for a medicinal purpose. I okay, like, the I last like one's this. not too bad, but the juice one. <laughs> Number three. There was only one American actor in this film. Who was it? Will Poulter, Jack Rayner, or William Jackson Harper? Okay, but shut up. Shut up. No, Matt was uh, saying things beforehand. Can you read the can you read the names again? Oh come on, I actually know it. No, I know, I just I I can say the character name. Say the character name. The the boyfriend. No. Ah. Okay. Kelly, 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 William Jackson Harper. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not I thought he was British. Oh, so the guy Chidi's voice from the good place is that's his actual voice? Yeah. Why do I always feel like that was a 
I'm thinking of his girlfriend from The Good Place. And now here's just a fun little, a fun little true or false question. Do you ever see the son in the film? Would we be able to answer? Yeah. Oh, what? no. Yes, you never, there's no They cut shot. it out. They add it for the director's cut, one shot. But in the theatrical version, there is no son. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. So who won? I don't think that last I question think, counted because no, you guys were having a conversation. Kelly, Kelly did. She got, what, what question? Oh, I got menstrual, she got I menstrual got blood. Menstrual and, blood and William Jackson Harper. And so it's you, tied. You got only one. No. I, I got last, the sun. I said the last one was like a little fun thing. You didn't I, say that. You said another question. He said this is like a fun, like true or false type get those, of question. Get that shit out of here. We don't want well, true or false question. That's a question. Kelly, Kelly won. Wins. Kelly won. Kelly Matt, Kelly you wins. lost. This is the first well, one. Well, it's a tie because you had a second question, but I'll move on. It's fine. Next is MVP and LVP. Most valuable player, least valuable player. Jimmy, we'll start with you. MVP. Florence Pugh. Kelly? Florence Pugh. I will give it to Florence Pugh as well. LVP. Well, that's a hard one for you. Um, Do you want me to go, Kelly? Yeah. Okay, Kelly? All the singing. Mine is the editor not knowing when to cut. Jimmy, you got to answer. No, I'm going to, but I'm going to say Christian. Let's rate it. Do I start? Yeah. I will give it a seven. Kelly? I will give it a six. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm actually surprised by that. 7.3. 7.3? Yeah. What what held it back from a 10? Because I like the director's cut better. The director's cut would be a 10. Yeah, but like as the whole as the movie, though, you wouldn't give which it. Do you like, which do you like better? Promising Young Woman or the theatrical cut of Midsommar? I'm not going to Promising Young Woman. Ah. So when you throw in the director's cut, When I put the director's cut, it's a much better film. But is it better is than it Promising better than Promising Young Woman? Yes. Okay. I think that's uh, a good place to wrap it up. Jimmy, do you, do you agree? Yes. So... That was Midsummer. Uh, next week, we are doing Jennifer's Body. Then we are doing Gone Girl. And then we are capping it all off with with um, Heathers. the Heathers. Thank you. Uh, that was our Good for her. month. So I hope you enjoyed the first episode. We will see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Review. Click around www.poporreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan cast episode.